Hi, it's Monday afternoon. I have a packed week, as I said before. So let me uh, say a few words about an item which I see in the Gnosim catalog. Uh, as I mentioned the other day, the Gnosim house, the auction house, is of all these rare items, uh, books especially, is uh, going to be they're having a big auction this coming Sunday. Uh, it's G-E-N-A-Z-Y-M, not Z-I-M. G-E-N-A-Z-Y-M. They call the Afikoman Auction. And uh, one of the items that's there, that's I told them I would say a few words about, because it's very uh, timely, believe it or not, is I think the oldest edition of Mesechtis Purim, if you know what it is, in which you enter the world of parody. Okay? Mesechtis Purim uh, from 1552 in Venice. Uh, herein <laughs> lies a tale, or uh, reaction to a tale, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's a book that's kind of famous, or co- famous and controversial, in uh, Jewish history. Okay, now the safer or uh, Hebrew work <laughs> that we're talking about is a famous parody about Purim, uh, modeled on the Gemara. Here we go into a very interesting aspect of Chaga Purim. Which is which has been celebrated in many different ways, and um, even today there's this type of poem, that type of poem, and one of them is the issue of drinking and parody, uh, because Adlo you're supposed to get drunk. On the other hand, the rest of you are not allowed to get drunk, and it's so unusual. And should this be reflected in culture? And when I say should be reflected in culture, in other words, um, how far do you go with the uh, humor? Which is, as everybody knows, especially in schools, yeshiva's a hot item every year. Okay? And there's always been two or three different ways of reacting to it throughout uh, rabbinical history. <clears throat> On the one hand, uh, you have, as a fact, Purim uh, being uh, treated as a time for sort of the hapachu and that kind of thing. And as a result... Uh, let's put it this way. Um, as a result, you have all kind of humorous um, phenomena and texts. Uh, I remember seeing myself in Zevin long ago that he's writing about Adlo Yada. Look it up in Zevin's Modim Malacha, and you'll see he says, it's shocking in the Machter Vitri. Okay? So in other words, you're talking about the old Ashkenaz from Rashi, the time of Rashi when it's still in France. The Machsavitri, which is, you might say, the French Ashkenazic Shulchan Aruch, possibly, or something like that. Um, he says, uh, I'm reading now from Zevin. Drinking heavily has been there all the way through. And I'll just mention a piet, meaning this was said in davening, okay? On on the Marev on Purim night, which is shocking from the halachic point of view, but they did it. See, that's my point. Okay, how is it possible? So we're talking about the old Yekishetai, but this is before the Jews were in Germany, even when the Ashkenaz was in France. So. Uh, this is, you know what my rav is, is. That's slichas that you have in, uh, or yotzras that you have in Marav. Uh Most of us don't do it. When I was a little kid, uh, 
I saw and showed they did it, but nowadays I, I don't see anybody doing it. Um, but, you know, what do I know? And somebody wrote this, um, no, it was a thousand years ago, more than a thousand years ago, it was included in the formal davening because it's in the it's in the uh, in the Machzor Vitri. It's one of the piyutim you say. So in other words, you say this and this and this, and then El Chayvekaim Tomiim Lochaleinu Lebruchatayz Amariovim, and then you say this and this and this, and then you say Ve'avos Chal Tosim Elohim. In other words, it's it's part of the davening, and this is how it goes: Leil Shikurim Huzel Shikurim, not Leil Shemurim. Lel shikurim hu'alaylo, l'smoch b'yayin v'tovu l'gilo, purim al-shem pur nikro b'gilo, ha-mariv aravim. Balaylo ha-zeh yishkuru kol yitzurim, this night everybody will get drunk. L'hizokar chok ha-shinik b'purim, orur ho-ish asher ya-arim, l'shtis mayim arim av k'yisrael. Curses the person who drinks water instead of wine. I mean, they don't mean it literally, but you know. Purim b'yayin poschim b'baruch, al-shokman al-aruch, balayl chaga purim, Purim Yashar Yashar Noam, Ali Yayim Bekalam, Baleel Chagapurim, Purim Yamali Kosas, Kedas Malazos, you fill up your cups, Baleel Chagapurim, Purim Yishtu Yayim Koroeu, Lo Yaker Ishesreo, you know, Lo Yaker, Baleel Chagapurim. You see what I'm saying? In other words, they do all this drunken stuff, and it was part of the, uh, it, it, it's part of that. I mean, notice he's making fun of Leel Shemur Molayla, which you say in the Maravis on, on, on Pesach. So, um, and this is, it's mafsig bemsat fila. So let's put it this way. From the rabbinical halachic point of view, this is outrageous. And yet, in spite of what I just said, people did it. Okay? Um, we find um, famous poets and people like that uh, talking about, um, you know, drinking heavily on Purim and things of this nature uh, in the month of Ador. Uh, not so bad, but, uh, you know, it's a Jewish theme, let's put it that way. It's a Jewish theme, which I don't think you see in America today that somebody's going to write uh, uh, a poem, get drunk and stoned, doing Purim night, la, la, tra, la, 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 la. Uh, and, and we would not approve of it as a society, even though people do drink, of course. So, um, but they did then. I mean, my favorite poet, Al-Kharizi, back in the, in the 1100s, 1200s, he's got one of those great poems, um, where all the months are arguing which month is the most chashev, you know, Tishrei Cheshon Kislev Tevis all the months, and the last month is Ador, and he's saying we have a great weather. These are the miracles Hashem did for children. And so on and so forth, and therefore get drunk. Therefore, uh, so in other words, uh, you're supposed to get plastered. Now, that's a kind of mild mannered, um, but this eventually led in the 1300s to the first of the rabbinical parodies. Which is the book that's being auctioned at the uh, at Gnosim this week, just before Purim? The first of the rabbinical parodies where they have a mock Gemara. You understand? It's an imitation of the Gemara. It's called Masechtis Purim. And uh, you, I, I have my uh, uh, fragment of it. 
in the good old Levinsky, you know, in the month of Ador. What's it called? Chag Yisrael, something like that. Sefer Amoadim. You have those around for the for the different holidays. And uh, it's an old school uh, kind of collection. And it was written by Clonus Ben Clonimus, who's one of the uh, people involved in Maimonidean controversy. He lived in the late 1200s and early 1300s in Provence. Matter of fact, I just had lunch today with somebody, with David Levy, who told me he was in Arles in Provence years ago, and he, and he saw his grave uh, at the bottom of some building, whatever, his kever. And he did a imitation of the Gemara, but in a very ingenious kind of way. So it's called Masech, this poem. And for example, Be'echad ba'adar mashmim ala scholem. You know, scholem are fools. Be'echad ba'adar mashmim ala yayim v'ala klayim v'ala tziyadim v'yishon ma'af ala ofim. You see the Gemara, he's parodying, right? The Be'echad ba'nisim mashmim ala this. Rapparnachom ra'af ala orchim. That they, the mashmim ala orchim. Like, you know, the guests. Person shouldn't walk, who's cheap or an instant, shouldn't walk on the road for the first two weeks of uh, Purim because people are drunk and throwing up on the street. I mean, that's what that boils down to. And the theme of throwing up on Purim is uh, a very old one. Emmanuel Hiromi, uh, what do you call it? Who, uh, whose book was banned by the Machaber, by the way. Sefer Machbros Emmanuel talks about Yom Kippurim, uh, and Kippurim is Kufiyat Aleph, Ki is throw up his vomit. So he's in Rome and he sees everybody throwing up from drinking too much. Of Yom Kippurim. If you ever been in a yeshiva or in a high school, you know what I'm talking about. Rav Samcha number no Merosh Chodesh Adavatsofa the whole month. So make it like a Gemara type thing. Shekin number Rav Samcha. Now, of course, this is all parody, meaning, of course, there's no Gemara like that. What do you mean? We can provide food and pour him. Yud dalit seudos chayiv adam lechol b'porim beim labayom fourteen meals. You know you recognize that from Masech de Sukkah, right? So in other words, you have to be a shtigal tamachacham to appreciate all the different lines. Rabbilim omer b'yom b'porim belvad that you have to have the fourteen meals seudos on on porim day. She seudos porim shenechas b'layel yotza and the elu dvarim belvad shadam yotza chavasa b'porim b'basar chayiv aof b'insulim b'vishalmi's imitating the gemara about tishabov ma'isa ilfes. And the uh, Emes Amru, the Malaisha Kader, Bossa Menosech of Neorchim, and you know, this all, all this sort of thing. It makes fun of the women over there because they're working so hard. And uh, he, he, these, these are uh, plays on, on Psukim. The Gemara, the Gemara there, if I can call it the Gemara, the Echad Badr Mashmim Al Shamayan, Lamayan Hilchasa, the Samechas Atzvanim, to make the, the sad people uh, be Samech by getting them drunk. So one of his rabbis is called Evel Merodach, which is the son of Nebuchadnezzar. Besichlus. What do you misameach and porn? Besichlus. By acting crazy. Now, <laughs> you have to a little bit of Tanakh. In um, Kohelis, in 10th Parak, it says, Zvuvi Moves, Yavish 
Shem Rokech, Yokar Michachma Mikavod, Sichlos Ma'at. Yokar Michachma Mikavod, Sichlos Ma'at. Now, what does that mean? So, if you want to get down to what it actually means, you know, it says, dead flies cause even a, pot, a bottle of perfume to stink, and a little bit of foolishness outweighs wisdom and honor. Get it? A little bit of foolishness outweighs wisdom and honor. So, Yakar, Michachma Mikavod, Sichlos Ma'at. But you could also read it that a little sichlis is more chashiv than chachma and kavod. <laughs> you see, the case that osim avinus eschol mashkan siyain ashiyetsim idas sichlis ladas holis. You have to get them so drunk that they go from sichlis to holis. Marin shineim they show off their teeth. Cords and behineim they blink their eyes. Ashman sichlis until you see him, the guy so stoned that he's bombed. Lakai mashanemer gamzim mechavam lechol sachalui. Again, so Shlomo Melch is making fun of the drunks, and here they're glorifying them. I'm just giving you a taste. You understand? Uh, now, uh, or, uh, <laughs> poor, here's a parak. Purim Shechalios B'Shabbos, Ochl and Sudas Purim Bobiyom, Amagil Lokarin Elba Purim, which is the opposite. Ayarn Gedolos, Ayarn Gedolos, Makdim, but currently Yom HaKnesa, Mokvascham Lamachar, Hakol Chayam B'Sudas Purim, Kohan Avim, Yisrael Ger Menashem. Really, he says, Hakol Chayam ben Mikra Megillah. But he's talking about, the, he switches to shoes for him. Shavim Hai Bosa Nes. And he goes on and on in this whole thing. Sabra Shana, Ochlim Bosabad Roshani, Shane Ben Adarisha Roshani, El Mikra Megillah, Tonsi of Yanim, Halinian Achil Ushtia Zevazer Shavin, which is the opposite of what it's supposed to be. Right? And, uh, no, there's all kind of little, um, humorous, uh, um, parodies of the, um, of the, what do you call it? Of the actual text of the Talmud. Okay? In Kornis and Megillah and Nashim el Balaz, the son of Al-Karm Balaz, the Balaz, Allah Shomer Yotzis, Memarin Lolech is basing an Esabi on the poor Memarin Lotzis, Divri Yotzit Ki Hanav, Rabkonis, Amar Machrin Lobo, Machrin Lotzis, Hatinos Mechan Chanos of the Purim, which he recognized from the chauffeur, you know. Um, I feel Shabbos, how, my Mechan Chanos Am, Lehi Lochem Zebezeh. <laughs> right? Um, you know, so you encourage kids to fight with each other, which I guess is what they used to do in Purim a thousand years ago. Um, and, you know, on and on, things like that. So, uh, and and he says, uh, well, anyway, it's a, it's a long story with about four or five Purim on it. I have, in this book of mine, a, a photocopy of one page of this, uh, what they call a Mesechtis Purim, the Talmud Shakurim, Mesechtis Purim. But you, what's being offered is the whole book, actually. Right? The whole book. This is an example of what they call parody, where they actually take the Gemara and they make a, a fake Gemara out of it. Now, it's interesting because the Leil Shakurim that I read before, as far as I know, doesn't seem to excite it much much protest. Maybe people didn't read it. Maybe by the time uh, later Roshonim wasn't used anymore. But it's kind of weird that they would say that in the davening. On the other hand, <coughs> when Mesechtis Purim came out, it was in manuscript and used to circulate in manuscript. And it wasn't published until the 1550s in Venice, as we were talking about the other day, the Hebrew press of Venice, where a fair number of these Gnosim things are, are from. That's why they're so valuable. That's why they cost a pretty penny. And uh, this 
one by the way is going is pretty cheap it's going for 10 grand so you want myself this point you get for 10 grand um okay and he says it's minus the Chavak book uh, part because there's a famous other thing that someone made called Chavak book Hanavi. Not Chavakuk Hanavi, Chavak book Hanavi. From the word Bak book of Yayan, you know, uh, and things like this. Now, the point is that this is a parody. Um, it's a better one. It's a worse one. It's, it, you know, but there's nothing uh, um, other than parody involved in it. Uh, this became sort of the model of a whole bunch of works in the 15, 16, 17, 1800s, 1800s of parody that used to come out uh, Purim time in different years. And they're all, you know, plays on, uh, you know, on the Talmudic expressions and things of this nature. Some from the Frum, some from the Masculum. And they always contained a certain amount of social uh, mockery, you know, mocking certain social institutions. Uh, and either a good time was had by all, or some people got angry at it and and, and her. Now, um, interestingly, um, let's put it this way: this also led to um, uh, the Purim plays, Purim spiels, especially in yeshivas and places like this, in which they imitated the Italian custom of the carnival, carnivale in which you have the inversion of the hierarchy, so you make fun of the rabbi of Rashi with all the rest of it. Now, the purpose of carnival is that you have the inversion of the hierarchy one day of the year, but then the hierarchy remains intact the other 364 days of the year. That's a famous thing from uh, Bakhtiar, Bakhtin, I mean, uh, the famous uh, uh, European uh, thinker. And that's what it was by the Goyim, and that's what it was by the Jews. Now, having said that, so somebody's a rabbi of Rosh Hashiva, so I'm poor, they'll make fun of you. But the rest of the year, they will not. So if you have a sense of humor, and you just go along with it, it's nishat hazakeferlach. You understand? And there are stories like that. Um, I remember a famous tale they tell about the Nodav Yehuda, maybe I said it before, that um, the, the, by the Nodav Yehuda, who had a big yeshiva, of course, uh, Guy got drunk and went to the house and started uh, really ripping into, the, and the student who was drunk was really ripping into the neighborhood or whatever he said, in a very insulting kind of way, as can happen in these things when you're bombed. And then porn was over. And the other guys in the yeshiva said, you know, um, <laughs> this guy really should be punished because he really said very insulting things about you. And... So no to you to say, I guess, how big deal he was drunk? And they said, no, on the contrary. If he said him when he's drunk, that's what he really means. Because nich nasiyan yetzisod. Or as they say in Yiddish, bas a nichter afan lung is bas What a nichter, what a sober person has in his lung, a drunk person has on his tongue. Which means if I want to say something bad at you when I'm sober, I keep it to myself. So I keep it in my lung, so to speak. But if I was drunk, I'd chew through my mouth off and say it to you and it would be on my tongue. So again, was often often lung, often sung. So that's what the student said to Nabi Huda. And he, the story is, he said, when that guy was so drunk yesterday, he doesn't have a he doesn't have a dinner of a ben as a dinner of a behemoth. And I can prove to you 
that by a behem we do not have the klal of us about nifter off and long shikar off and tung. Why? Because otherwise, why is the shaykh have to make a bedika? You understand? You know, after they shaykh, they got to feel the lungs to see if there's any holes or any circles or things like that. And you have to stick your hand in and all the rest of it. Why, why do that? Simply get the, the cow drunk. And then once the cow is drunk, what's the nikhadaf and lung is the shikhadaf and sung. Then you'll see if there's any holes on the tongue, you know, because what's supposed to be by is sober on the on the lung is by uh, uh, is by a drunk one on the tongue. LMI, we don't do that. So you see, the, the, it doesn't apply to a behema, which of course is a parody, and therefore this guy, leave him alone, right? So that just reflects the fact that the nerd who didn't know how to take a joke. You get what I'm saying? No, it didn't bother him. He didn't want to make a big deal out of it. On the other hand, there have been many people in history, especially very from pious people, Rashibas or Abundant of the type, who blew up and really strongly condemned. And this book over here was Zeichah to a strong condemnation. It's just famous in history by one of the biggest rabbis in Italy, I guess 100 years later. This was published in 1552. So by the time you get to the late 1600s, the Godel Ador in Italy, in terms of learning, okay, was the rabbi in Venice, which was a Shmuel Abuhab. I think I did him, probably sure. It was Shmuel Abuhab, who was a very great man, and big post and all that, and a very fine person, very high-minded, no sense of humor. <laughs> okay, that's the point. Very high-minded, he fought against Shabtai Tzvi, he did all the right things, and he was a from me and a half. That's, that's an understatement. And he was a real chassid in the old sense of the word, and I don't mean that to make fun of him. He was a real chassid. So therefore, he does not see it funny. And in the Dvar Shmuel, which has recently been reprinted um, by the Zichron uh, Aaron, so um, in the Dvar Shmuel, he has in, in uh, Kuf Tzadi Gimel, uh, a guy from Reggio, rabbi from Reggio, wrote him complaining about the fact that the, the students and others are reading the Masechtis Purim which is up for the auction next week, and he thinks it's outrageous. It's a short tshuva. Shavti to Rabbi Sro Lingo, Tochachas Megula al Alamdim Sefer Mesechtes Purim al Machabro. It's all tocha against this Mesechtes Purim. But isn't that really be that bad? And he says, Shavti Roa Imri Noam, Mibeshim Yasir Begiris, Malas Tvachwudo, I've read your book, your, your letter to me. I know you, it's the Torah that's boiling over, not you. And to give to Chach, anybody read this, this Sefer, or this, this pamphlet, whatever it is. All of you, Davu called Wayma, this is something terrible. How could somebody, even though it was 500 years earlier, how could somebody have the chutzpah? And Loha Yindim Mechabro, Vinem Mishal Mamlabo, Lahatfiso Mechamatumim. And he says, How, and, and I'm angry at the at the um, publishers. Now, I don't know if he knew who wrote it. Clonus uh, Ben Clonus is not a household word. He lived, as I say, before part of the Maimonidean controversies. He was a very from guy. In fact, he wrote a famous Musser book, believe it or not, called Evan Bochan. And maybe you've heard of that. And it's so typical of. Italian Jewry and Provencal Jewry, that the same guy can write a book like this, can already also write a book like that. Okay? And you'll see what I mean in a second. 
Everything you said in your letter against it was true. It's a And it's just like Mashakosov, Yosef Karo, Bashokonarach, Shin Zion, Bashima Kalmun, Malkarma Field, Meachob and Melisus, and Mashon Shosika Sikhum and Divakeshek, Shosif Shamosa Blaitim, and Mashal Tifna Alilim, Umisha Hibram, Umisha Tikam, and Amatfisim, Machtim is a Rab Mosalitness Adin. So he says, I compare this Mesechless Purim to what the Machaber complains about and curses out and condemns. In the Shulchan Aruch and Shin Zion, there he's talking about our our friend Emmanuel of Rome, who I mentioned before, who is Zocha to get a full blown condemnation, and anybody reads anything because of Divrecheshek. Now wait a second. Here's the problem to me. Emmanuel of Rome, I get it. He has a book called Machberes and Machbros Emmanuel. He was a brilliant poet, by the way. He's a brilliant poet, and his stuff is very. Rhymes very well and is very witty and very funny and all that, and he is like a virtuoso, and a real Italian Jew. On the one, on the one hand, he could be, he could be dabbling, he, he could be like, like, like I don't know, what shall I say, uh, like the firmest of the from, and the next moment he can be writing a poem like Casanova. That that's who the Italians were, and in Minig Italy, they include. A whole number of his stuff in their davening, because the stuff he wrote for Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, they're very moving, very spiritual. Therefore, it's part of the the davening on the holy day of the year. But there are other poems he wrote, which is X-rated. <laughs> I I'm not exaggerating. It's X-rated. You can't you can't say it over. So okay, I get it. It's different You see, it's X-rated. That's a different story altogether. If the book contains pornography. Even though it also contains non-pornography, then forget it. Then I hear. Of course, to be perfectly honest, even some of the great uh, poets from Spain, I won't go into names right now, have what they call Shiri Chodesh, but they also have Shiri Chol, and they also have Shiri Cheshek, which is, uh, it's never X-rated, but it borders on it. Okay? It's about girls and things like that. Um, but that's not in... The Mesechtis Purim, not that as far as I'm aware, he's always making fun. He's flipping statements from the Gemara. Like I said before, you, the, you know, it says there should be 14 meals on Tzuka. So he said there should be 14 Sudas on Purim. All right, I get it. You know, you think it's a it's a, a clever thing or it's not a clever thing. It's not pornographic, you see? And here you have a Shmuel Abab who is very from going off the thing and saying this all should be burned. And it's 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 a osiletnus atin. in morning asuni, You know um, that they've turned me the gemara into into something uh, um, uh, humorous. Uh, and so on and so forth. So I mean, he really uh, blasted, and he says over here. This book should go Geniza. And, and so on and so forth. So he really was against it. it. But it didn't take. In other words, despite, first of all, I can tell you right now, 
Most people never read this, the Shalos and Shuvah's Rashmul. It's not exactly a bestseller. It's a very chashim, but personally, it's not a bestseller. Second of all, the public always voted with defeat. The Masech the Purim, I think, was reprinted more than once. And, you know, it's and, and it gave birth, as I say, historically, to a whole genre of parody. I have in my house, and I even brought it out, and I put it down somewhere, and I guess it's not by shirt that I should find it for this talk. I have a book from 1907 uh, from Israel, Israel Davidson called Parody in Jewish Literature, in which he goes and all this stuff. This was his dissertation at Columbia in 1907. Uh, Israel Davidson later on taught for decades at the JTS, Medieval Jewish Poetry, and things like this. He was a religious guy, but, uh, you know, one of those types they used to teach in the JTS. And um, uh, Litvak. And uh, he had all about the, you know, this parody and that parody. There were lots of them. And it's simply a way of somebody, you know, trying to uh, be humorous, let's put it this way, on Purim. Uh, but the question is, how does a person react? So, you know, you can freak out, or you can say this is terrible, or how dare you do this? Or you go or, or you go with the flow. You understand? You go with the flow. Um, I have a whole uh, series of... Uh, the, by the way, the same Mechaber, Dvar Shemul or Shemul Abab, has a Muslim book called Sefer HaZikharan, and this is like a last will and testament to his children. It's like a Muslim book of its own. And he's got a whole chapter over here attacking Mahari Mintz, who I mentioned last week, was it, or something like this? Because the Mahari Mintz uh, gives the heter for cross-dressing and all that kind of stuff on Purim, which he says he got from his Rebbeim. And our hero here of Shmuel Abuab, the Indian love, the Loya Kligever Alisha, has a whole chapter in which he really takes him down. He goes after him. And uh, I have a nice edition of the Sefer Azikronis with a lot of footnotes in it. And uh, if anybody's in you know, some people listen to this podcast will be Rabbanim that need a speech for this week or next week and you show how scholarly you are. You get a hold of the Sefer Azikronis from Abba Shalom, published Abba Shalom in, in 2014. And there's a long learned footnote or two in which they give you all the stuff from Knesset Agadola and all these other Achronim that talk about, you know, uh, this this very controversial Marie Mintz, which is brought by the Ramah. The Ramah approves of it. He, well, let's put it this way. He said the Minig is to uh, be make like the, the, the like this. And uh, like I said before, he's got a lot of Achronim and all that kind of stuff in there. And there were others, the, uh, what's the name, the... Uh, Chido also was against this uh, this uh, Sefer, and uh, uh, what's it called? Um, I remember the Chido and, uh, you know, uh, what's his name in Galicia? Uh, Shlomo Kluger, okay? And uh, people like, but again, it's kind of funny because it's somebody written long before modern non-Frum stuff. Uh, the Mechaber was a Frum guy, I won't exactly call him a Rishon, but you know what I mean? He's, he's from, from that Kufa, and uh, he didn't mean bad. Let's put it this way. So it's a, it's a classic um, it's a classic case of uh, varying uh, reactions towards Purim and the idea of parody, and basically do you know how to do it within restraint or not? In the uh, Levinsky book they had before, Sefer Amadim, he's got all these Parodies that were written 
over the centuries by from Jews, um, which are reflective of this kind of uh, literary genre of parody. Mamish like the like the uh, uh, mocking of the slichos and the yotzros and all that kind of stuff. You know, esa ain't el arim me ain You know, I lift up my eyes. Not el heharim el arim ayeni yaini me ungarin. You know, goyachabards and all the wine used to come from Hungary and Poland. They didn't grab wine; they used to import it from Hungary. And you can do yehoshaim el aporim kine kachayim kachomer biyada yotzer. You can just imagine what we what they do with that. You know. uh <laughs> like the grapes before they're picked, and then at the end, uh, not kadosh but kadosh, and there's a parody of neila, and so so you can be shocked, or you can say it's no big deal. It's just you know, as as they're trying to have fun because you know the Jewish life didn't have all those kind of things in them, and uh, there's even. Uh, the Maskilim, I think, pushed it a little bit too far. Uh, in the Maskilim literature, they have a couple of these. But that's who the Maskilim are. I'm talking about in the 19th century. But in the older days, it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, at least, I don't think so. Um, and they have a Kaddish Rabbonah Purim and all, all kind of these sorts of things. Now, um, let me say that uh, you have all these different genres the one we're talking about over here, the Dusan Masech this form is a Talmudic imitation, which to tell you the truth, they used to really like in the Yeshivas Eastern Europe because you want to see how Kenechi you could, you know, uh, I don't know to say mock the Gemara because it's not mocking it at all, but it's, you know, um, what's the right word? Imitating uh, the Gemara. And if it's done in a good spirit, you know, it's not, it, it don't mean anything bad. Uh, one of the, and, and there is a literature on the parodies on Purim. Let me put it this way. There, you know, there, there, there's a famous history in literature of this. Davidson has it in English. I don't know what I did with the book. I have I, I bought it years ago. Um, and uh, one manifestation, it's not the only one, is what they call the Purmrov, which has penetrated the sheep world. And a lot of Gdoli throw used to be involved in that sort of thing. And when you do the Purmrov, there, Balpe, he's kind of doing what the Mesechtis Purm did, Bixav. Okay, because Balpeh, the idea was to uh, parody, not in a bad way, of course, uh, a Rebbe or Rashi, but somebody giving sheer. And when it was taken to a high art form, uh, then you had uh, very interesting challenges. There's a story, I don't know if it's true, but it's a famous story of Yonus and Aishas. They say when he was a kid and he was in Yeshiva in Eisenstadt by the Panameiris, because that's where he went to Yeshiva. So it was a Yeshiva, you know. And he became the Purim Rav as, as a, at a young age, which means they recognized him as a Talmud Chacham and brilliant. And the story, the way I heard it was that in order to be a Purim Rav, he had to give a sheer klali um, on Purim. Now listen closely. And it had to be like a half hour, an hour. It can't be Kurtu Shal Emes in it. Because the whole thing from top to bottom has to be a pilpul, not one word of which is, tr- is true. That's very hard. Just like it's hard to have a shear, which every word is emes, it's also hard to have a shear, every word is checker. You see, that's a trick also, and that's the hapako. And the story is that they gave it to him, and he says, I'm ready already. <laughs> you know, because he was a genius. He said, what are you going to give a shear on? I'm going to give a shear on the following sugya. 
Um, Amagado Kelev Rabba Beso, Mylalobakosov Kiliodo. Right? Now, either you understood what I just said, or it take too long to explain it. Because it says Amagado Yosum Beveso, Malob Kiliodo. If you raise an orphan, or Amagado Kelev Rabba, you have a bed. If you have a bad dog, it's Nikra Shock and Raw. So notice he took two unrelated phrases and mixed them together in an ingenious way, and it's a parody. So why didn't they shoot him and say, oh, it's a bad thing? Some some books have more mazel than others. Uh, now, I imagine, I don't know, that the Masechus Porn has probably been reprinted. I think I've seen it uh, a number of times. Uh, I don't have it. But uh, here you have the original copy. The original copy. So it's, uh, let me put it this way. If you're the type that you can uh, play in this league if you can afford it, uh, it's an interesting thing to have in your house on Purim, but I would not let any drunk people near something I paid $10,000 for. You know, <laughs> you, you could have it there for show. And um, and it has, of course, the old, very nice printing that they used to have, be famous for in uh, in the Venetian, in the Venetian, what do you call it? Um, printing houses, you know. This we all know. Now, by 1552, when it's published, I think Bomberg was out of business. But it was another uh, printing house. I don't know which one is exactly. From the image that I see in the catalog, it's got one of those fancy charblots. So, obviously, it's... Oh, here it is. Nidfas uh, de Daniel Ben Corleano. Cornelio, yeah. Oh, Cornelio Adelkind. Oh, he's a famous guy. Yeah, Cornelio Adelkind, he was a printer. Okay. And, uh, okay, so it's a famous guy. It's just interesting to me that in Venice, in the middle of 1500s, this would they be publishing... Uh, to, to have a run on this for uh, for porn time. Uh, and notice, I wouldn't think there's a huge audience for it, but I guess I'm wrong. And um, anyway, like I said before, the concept of parody is always running, uh, skirting the line. I mean, you want to get it right, you want to, you don't want to get it too right. Um, but anyway, just want to call that to your attention. And, and it speaks to a certain aspect of forum, uh, which calls forth a great deal of ingenuity. Uh, without your cup running over. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to uh, bring that to your attention. It's very no gay, I would say, to porn. And if you go online and look for different porn parodies, you'll probably find them over there. And with that, I bid you a good week. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidovidkatz.com